Welcome to The Break Room. I'm Martina Nicholas. And I'm Steph Whitman. We'll be hanging out every week talking about current events, pop culture, wellness, and what we deal with while working in the service industry. Pretty much we have a lot to say about everything. We're both Chicago transplants who met doing hair in Phoenix. We're unfiltered, relatable, and always trying to break free from society's expectations as women. Break Room is a safe place for those who have marched to their own beat from day one. We want you to know you're not alone. Thank you so much for coming along with us on this journey. And happy listening! Hi guys! Hello! Um, we are just going to dive right in today. Um, I'm going to start with a mindfulness card like we always do. AudioExpress.com ChronicleBooks.com <laughs> This topic, I've already told stuff has kind of made me a little anxious. So I told pull. her we could like light some sage or like incense. I'm going to pull a kindness card so that... Or we could just do that. My heart stays kind and nice and I really hope it doesn't change what I want to say because the topic of this card says notice strangers. But it is educating people so Very you true. could like you know look at it that way um, even if it, you are passionate about it we yeah, are it, still educating. It's definitely going to be some intense tough love so yeah <laughs> here we go. Noticing strangers. Making an effort to pay attention to people we don't ordinarily notice in our daily lives can help us avoid getting caught up in our own personal dramas. Mm. Next time you come across someone you don't know, whether it's during a morning commute, on a trip, or even in your workplace, take a moment to really notice how they are. Resist the urge to create a story about them. Instead, just take a small moment to connect with them through eye contact, a smile, or a hello. See them as they are, as real human beings, rather than as anonymous extras passing through a movie about your life. Mm. I love that. That's great. That is great. Side note about strangers and extras and movies passing through your life. Did you know that all the people that you see in your dreams are people that you've actually seen in real life? So, you know what's really funny is I did know that, but I only found that out recently because Greg told me that. Yeah, I saw something that said that, and I was like, that makes a lot of sense, because how would my mind just create these random people? Yeah, I, I didn't honestly know don't that. Ever, I can't even act like I remember <laughs> my dreams. Let me back up. I literally probably don't ever remember my dreams, or I'm pretty sure I don't dream. It's probably you don't remember them. <laughs> or because you only sleep at, like for like um, like three or four hours at a time, that's why. Yeah, Is or you, sometimes I'll you sleep don't like dream. four or five time, yeah. hours at a time. But I also am like... A medicinal marijuana smoker and use CBD. So, like I don't, I feel like I which don't should dream. make you dream actually. I think so it, it has like the opposite effect on me. Like it like suppresses everything. Like if I don't smoke, really? then after like if I stop smoking after like a few days, then I'll start dreaming or like well remembering my dreams. Oh oh oh, yeah. See, I only remember maybe like one or two out of like three weeks at a span. You know. Like, it's not very money that I remember, to be honest. If I legit, like, consistently smoke before bed, I can go, like, as long as I smoke before bed, I won't have a dream. Like or I won't remember them. No, like, I can go for, like, months and literally not remember one dream. I wonder if that means that there's, like, something wrong with us. 
course there's something wrong with this. Like, if we can't remember our dreams, what does that mean? Like, if you type that into Google, what do you think would come oh my God. up? See, but that's the hard part, though, because with Google, it's all tailored. Everything's oh, all tailored, tailored to, you, to you. So it's like, it'd probably bring me up some craziness <laughs> about the world. Ending. Yeah, that's true. Like, anxiety. Yes. It'd probably be like, you don't have dreams because you have too much because anxiety. you're a sociopath <laughs> and you're going to, like, murder people. That's what it would tell me. Oh, and then God. I'd be freaked out that I'm going to flip out on someone at any moment and go crazy. Yeah, right. totally. So today, we're going to talk about cultural appropriation. Uh, it's taken me kind of a minute to really want to tackle it, but the same things kind of keep coming up. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to have enough time to explain in a conversation with people. Yeah. And I feel like it, for whatever reason, like I feel like it shouldn't be something that I should feel like I need to watch my words or be safe well it's not your responsibility right but because of that i wanted to make sure that i like formulated something that i really wanted to say about it and just talk about cultural appropriation why minorities can't deal with everybody consistently stealing their culture yeah so i saw a quote that said you can't explain cultural appropriation to people who don't have culture oh i like that but i'm gonna try to so with cultural appropriation the problem for me is that people from more powerful or entitled groups in my experience it's typically like non-people of color white people use elements from other cultures that are deemed lesser than or um, wear them to utilize them to their advantage like with no backlash so in those situations they typically receive like praise for them and they're called fashion forward or they're called being trendy Mm -hmm. when the actual culture it came from was probably degraded or insulted or made fun of it by the same people that are now trying to use it Mm -hmm. and on top of that it really bothers me when like they change names of things so for example you have dutch braids dutch braids are cornrows totally all day long that's all it is when did that turn to dutch braids Um, Well, I started to notice it when Kim Kardashian started to wear them. Oh, yeah. That's right. So I Yeah, just call them cornrows. I don't understand why they would be called Dutch braids. Because they don't want the association with black people. Oh, that's... I feel like I'm going to learn a lot in this Which is what I feel like is like the root problem of cultural appropriation. Like if it... Call it what it is. Like I always say, call a spade a spade. Like Mm -hmm. call it what it is if that's what it is. But... Yeah. That's obviously what it is. But then you spread this name and this culture around something different and you have everybody else spreading that around too. Mm -hmm. And so now something that has, for one, been used by us to protect our hair, but for two, typically Mm -hmm. to protect our hair or to help us maintain our hair so that we're not being talked about, don't look unkept Mm -hmm. or like made fun of is now some trend that you're using is something completely different. Totally. So some points that I wanted to touch on without really going into a ton of history and like making this a huge history lesson is the fact that traditionally like I would say that America has no culture Mm -hmm. like in terms of traditions or following lineage of different things that you've kept from an older culture because it's America's just made up of a bunch of different people the only culture that America really has is violence Mm -hmm. and colonization is the main reason that I feel like appropriation is so super annoying to me because Mm -hmm. 
violence and absorbing other people's property and then turning them into your property is literally America. And then on top of that, you turn and make a culture against whatever that is using stereotypes and racism. But then years later, decades later, you want to turn around and do the same thing that you've been pushing a stereotype mm -hmm. against a different group of people for. For example, for me, like I'm definitely going to talk my main cultural appropriation for this is going to be about black hair like we could go into plastic surgery because i feel like there's a fine line that people don't look at but i feel like it's still the same thing mm -hmm. um there was a ysl show that they did a fashion show where they used white models mm -hmm. and put braided like blonde wigs on them and had them going down the runway in them when what is the need for that yeah why would you need them to be styled like that right. is what you're saying yeah and it's not that there's a the other part of it that bothers me too is it's not that there's a lack of black models either so why don't you use people who have that, that hair, hair texture type. that you can utilize that on and give them an opportunity instead yeah, of continuing a white, white aesthetic girl's hair? yeah and braiding white girls hair in terms of like box braids or really tight mm -hmm. braids it's not good for their hair either right. if you have finer hair for one, you're going to pay all this money, they're not going to last, but it's probably going to rip your hair out. Mm -hmm. It's Especially not, your hair follicles hairline. not, yeah, your hair follicles not meant to maintain that weight. It's not meant to maintain that style. In Louisiana, in 1786, there were laws that were passed called the Tignon Laws. Mm -hmm. And so basically what these laws were, were to suppress the freed slave women and to suppress specifically the women who were lighter skinned, mm. who the white men were attracted to. So instead of you being so different and having this beautiful hair, whatever you were doing it to, they made you cover your hair up mm -hmm. and wear a head wrap. And then there was a lot of backlash for women because then they were wearing beautiful head wraps and still caught the same amount of attention. Mm -hmm. So you have that and then you turn around now and have white women wearing box braids and head wraps and mm -hmm. things that were used to dim black women down and like push our culture back and wow. just suppress us. My main example, one of my favorite movies is Babs, which not any, no one's ever seen unless you're like black <laughs> from like crazy part down. <laughs> but it has Halle Berry and I can't think of the girl that's in it, but there, Halle Berry's a hairstylist and she's doing oh, like cool. kitchen hair. This is like her I niece, feel like I need the to character's watch like this. niece, it's her cousin. It's so good. <laughs> and so they go and they're like trying to be in this video. They were like a video girls, but they literally have like old school 90s, like black hair that's like, <laughs> Perfectly set, like hairspray, yeah, totally. super long nails, like <laughs> with like r nail rings on them, like the big hoop earrings, all things that you would traditionally like that got classified as ghetto in the 90s. Mm -hmm. Cut to now, that's the aesthetic of everyone. That's what's in. Anybody that's on Instagram has the long nails, they're wearing hoop earrings or mm -hmm. whatever they're doing with their hair. But that is kind of the point. Like that's mm -hmm. what has made appropriation so bad is that you can take that it takes something that people have had to carry this weight for wearing them. Like you really get either appreciation from your own culture or an overwhelming curiosity from cultures outside of your culture that makes mm -hmm. you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. But when it's someone else that isn't of that culture, it's not like that. It's just like, oh, like your hair is so cool. Or no one really, like it's not, you don't ask a hundred questions to somebody mm -hmm. that's white that has Dutch braids. Totally. Yeah. And so they don't have to shoulder like the responsibility of what the I don't history. want to call it backlash, yeah. but it really is from 
I mean, I guess it kind of is backlash, like the struggle or the weight of having to know that like you've been stereotyped against or whatever. Like my one example that I always can think of is from Friday, like where his girlfriend is sitting on the phone. She's got those thick ass box braids, long nails, like popping her gum, <laughs> acted hella ghetto. And that's what the stereotype was for right. a really long time, like mm-hmm. in anywhere, even still now, like if you saw somebody with look that looked like that, you would probably think a specific way about them. Yeah. But then I've seen people specifically that have will have like long platinum blonde box braids and just get completely praised. And I feel like in our industry, it's a hard fine line because yeah. people try to utilize the fact that you're a hairstylist to kind of be able to do and wear any trends. And I don't think that's okay. Yeah, I agree. And it's also like at the bottom of it, really not good for their hair either. Like I've had people ask me to braid their hair and do stuff like that. And I'm like, it's probably gonna fall out with, especially something heavy like that. Like I understand wearing like braided styles and doing different things, but there's an appropriate way to do it. Mm -hmm. That's not completely absorbing the whole culture of something else that was turned from your positive culture into a bad culture. I think that's the main difference. It's like stuff that isn't praised by anybody but your own culture and then turned around and worn by like the culture of people that colonized you and basically they're taking one more thing from you yeah they've already taken pretty much everything Mm -hmm. i got into i'm like thinking about it i got into this debate with this guy on twitter years ago years ago um because i saw that he had done a shoot of some sort with these models and all of them are white Mm -hmm. and he used like either straws or like a tiny curling iron to curl all their hair really tight and pick it out like afros and do all these things so of course i'm on twitter trolling like years and years ago probably with some tequila (laughs) and i was like so why didn't you use black people for that yeah and what, what did he say it was basically some like well i appreciate all textures and well first off just say that you don't know how to do that type of hair yeah but second off like i really just wanted you to realize that there is an availability there is that hair texture is out there you don't have to create it there are people with that hair texture that you could easily do those same looks on Mm -hmm. but either you're afraid to or you don't want to approach those people or i feel like a lot of the time people think it's going to ruin what their traditional aesthetic is or they think it looks more beautiful on someone else so why even choose that style i guess right is my question that was my question too and at the end of it he was kind of like well i see where you're coming from and like but you don't though yeah now if he's i don't even remember who it was i'm like no if he's done it again i don't know but same thing with like the ysl fashion show it's all it seems to always be something of that nature to where it's like there's not a lack of other talent Mm -hmm. that you could use you just don't want to look for it because it's not readily available to you totally and who is doing that type of hair on them what do you mean like are they like white people doing mm-hmm. like yeah box braids on well no okay so this is another thing that i've talked to with tony about because i feel like i play in the middle of being very much like pro-black like leave mm-hmm. us alone let us stay to ourselves and do our own thing <laughs> yeah but i'm not like anti-white but i also feel like <laughs> 
it bothers me like the girl specifically that i'm thinking about that i saw like i deleted her from instagram and then she came up on my reels like three weeks later after i deleted her with another pic like video of her with her braids and just kind of like swinging her braids around and acting like whatever but then i was like who did her hair because yeah. it was obviously a black girl that did her hair and in her comments the girl that did her hair is like gassing her up and talking about how great she looks and all this stuff and then like that's cute and all right but it's so weird i feel like for me i have more value in my culture than making the money off of that totally. and getting followers on instagram yeah so i guess like uh so say someone came to you and wanted box braids what would you say for one, I don't do box braids because I've been doing hair for way too long and I like have like half arthritis in my left hand and the shit takes too long and nobody yeah, wants to no. pay for it. Yeah, like literally. I have arthritis too. But so this is a really interesting question that you asked me that because I have my services open online to be booked with me and I added men's braids. Oh. And so I had someone book a service with me to get their hair braided and it was a white guy. And oh. so the whole time I was doing the service, he had a mullet, first of all. And then second of all, the whole time I'm doing a service, he's like talking about, like he just was randomly saying stuff and like randomly kind of bringing stuff up. And then even after he left, like I just didn't trust that interaction. Like I didn't like, trust that you weird. weren't doing it to go home and be like, look, I got braids. Like I'm cool or I'm whatever. Like it felt, when did yeah, this happen? like a couple of weeks ago. So oh, I took okay. it down so off my, this was like recent. Yeah. But I took it down off my books. So I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to feel like I'm in some like weird situation where I don't trust what your intentions are. Yeah. But then I also was like, do I just tell him I'm not going to braid his hair? Yeah. It was real weird for me. I braided his hair. What an interesting interaction. But then he was going he's going to run a marathon, he said. But here's the thing. He got his hair braided and he wanted them to last for a week. And I'm like, that's not going to work in your hair type. You're going right. to, these are going to be done in three days. So that's why he was wanting to get his hair braided. Mm -hmm. I was, was it longer? He had a like a chin length literal oh, mullet, like, <laughs> like literal. So just like, like so, I left the sides out on the sides because they weren't long enough to braid. <laughs> and so he had like four braids through the top, and then in the back behind the sides, I gave him like two more on the sides. And honestly, I didn't give a shit what his hair looked like at that point because I was like, who is this man coming in here for braids, and what does he think he's doing in my chair? So whatever I wanted to give him was what he was getting, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a very weird situation because of how like weird appropriation is and people don't understand it and don't know what it is but society has made it appropriate to yeah. like for it to be something that's done and I just feel like in the culture of like American colonization and just stealing stuff from everybody anyway yeah. it's so just how like, do you feel makes about me salty then? like with white people I feel like you look so like a hobo <laughs> <laughs> honestly and but do like but do you even know what dreads are for <laughs> do you even know no, why no, no, dreads no, no. started but I mean, there's so many people like white people that have dreads well and here's the thing too have you ever seen how white people get dreads like you have to shred the shit out of oh, someone's yeah, hair totally. and completely destroy their hair to do yeah. it yeah i just know a lot of people that have dreads mm -hmm. in like the punk scene because mm -hmm. that was just because their hair kind of just matted well, and that, together but that is how dreads started Totally. In the beginning, too. So I feel like that if it's something like that and that's kind of how it comes from or if that's what it is, I understand that. Totally. But and that, But like seen, going out and being like, oh, I want dreads and like. Well, there's a lot of hairstylists that yeah. do like locks that mm -hmm. dread, mm -hmm. you know, and then they put like all the 
the colors yeah not coloring but like all the like um yarn yeah, and stuff in it in that too um i have like three or four like tattoo artists that i follow that are white mm-hmm. that have dreads like that they're mm-hmm. not from because you don't wash your hair right they're which is what dreads are originally, are from. originally from yeah and they're originally so, like a sign. I can't think of who it was, but they're basically like a sign of resistance waiting for someone to come out of being like mm-hmm. prosecuted. Mm-hmm. So, how, I mean, I don't really know much about it other than, you know, there are a lot of people that wear their hair like that. It's a very, like, there's a weird thing with dreads, I feel like. Like, everybody mm-hmm. wants dreads for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Like, they're so thought after everybody likes them but then if you think about like rap culture any rapper with long hair probably has dreads mm-hmm. yeah. and I feel like a lot of that comes from that but yeah. I also I don't know right I say like I get I get wanting to express yourself and I feel like with tattoo artists specifically and like tattoo artists specifically that I follow it's just kind of like their way of life and what they do they're not using it as like in a harmful way, I guess. Well, or as something that they're going to get personal gain from. That's like, that's true. just kind oh, of their style. their style. I see what you're saying. And, like, what they okay. have versus, like, oh, I'm going to go get some box braids and, like, post all about this. Right. And, like, so how do you feel about, like, white women having box braids? I feel like if you want your hair to fall out, go for it, sis. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but really, no, I'm kidding. Truly. I feel like <laughs> it is, like, a really... Um, I guess cringy is a good word. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's very cringy, but I feel like it's just disingenuous, if that's the word. Yeah. Like, like Rachel Duzel or whoever, remember I was telling you about her, how she acted mm-hmm. like a black woman for however long so and crazy. was wearing like crochets and braids and things happened. like that. Like, that's just not acceptable at all. So do you want to tell everyone kind of like the story if they don't really know? Because I had no idea. She, I would have to, I don't know the specific specifics offhand, but she basically was, I think she was in Seattle and the leader of the NAACP chapter there. And she does have like half black kids. And there is a documentary about her that was on Netflix and about how one of my girlfriends watched it and was saying that she basically was doing it for her kids. But it's like, no, you're not. You're doing it to appropriate into culture so that you can feel better about the people who are surrounding you. And I feel like maybe that bothers me more than just some random person having braids. Yeah. Cause she turned out to be white. Mm-hmm. And was act like, was proclaiming herself as Literally black. Literally as black. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, too, sometimes it bothers me. And I know people are going to be like, well, it bothers you because it's an interracial relationship. I don't care about interracial relationships. No. But I feel like it bothers me more so, too, when it's like your husband's black. And so you think that you're just going to have braids and all these other things just, where it's like, be who you are. I was just going to say, just be yourself. Right. Why are you trying to be something that you are not? Mm-hmm. And my thing, the personal part about it for me is it's like, you've never been called the name. You've never had anybody discriminate against you or look at you crazy or whatever else because your hair was like that. And you won't ever have that happen. So because you don't have the opportunity to experience the negative, I don't think that you should benefit from the positive. Yeah. It's never going to affect you the same way. No. And you're never going to be in situations that would. Mm -hmm. Nope. Not at all. Like, never. Especially in the times that we live in now to where it's like, 
you can't even carry a backpack in a store anymore with uh -huh. being black, let alone like looking like whatever stereotype you think having long braids or thick braids or dreads or whatever, like you're from the hood or like you're going to steal. So whatever people think, mm -hmm. it's just taken differently because it's looked at differently because white is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dreads was a good question. Though. I'm still thinking about that. But I feel like in my experience, though, and I've even had people, like I have a client specifically that wanted dreads, but he told, that's like his lifestyle. Like he totally is, and even like in the punk scene too, mm -hmm. like I've seen that a lot. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of just, I guess maybe one of my roundabout points is like, if that is your style and if that's your preference or whatever, then that's what you do. I feel like with dreads, it's a little different because they're definitely more of a commitment and more long-term. Mm -hmm. I feel like braids are a short-term style decision mm -hmm. that you can easily do. And it bothers me too, because I feel like, I don't know if I would call it appropriation, but how many black women have been putting chemicals on their hair to relax their hair and make it straight and wearing weaves and whatever to look and appropriate themselves to white culture mm -hmm. because they've been ridiculed and stereotyped so much their about hair. their hair and then you turn around and take like traditional ancestral styles and wear them yeah. as all these black women in america have all these self-esteem issues and self-worth issues because based upon being ridiculed by, for their hair. Because braids originally were started to make roots to get out of slavery. Mm -hmm. They would put grain and like rice and whatever they can fit in the braids to like carry food. Like it was a definite strategic, they were used as maps. Yeah, definite strategic thing to do mm -hmm. for like your livelihood at that point. But also, too, like when slaves came here, a lot of them were made to shave their hair shave because their they head. really cared about their hair. And that's something we've mm -hmm. always really cared about. I didn't know that until we watched that video. Mm -hmm. Yep. I didn't know, actually. I knew some of the stuff um, in the video, but a lot of the stuff I didn't know in the video that we watched. And also, like traditionally depending on what you're doing to your hair, especially if you're like heat processing and all that stuff, it's not really gonna grow long. And I feel like there is a thing with black women that want their hair longer and that's why you turn to braids, but that's still like trying to look like a different cult. Like it, it is the same going back the other way, but I feel like it's the same based on like societal pressures versus mm -hmm. like, I'm just gonna pick up this weave and wear my hair straight because I want that. Like you saw that somewhere and it was shown to you in the media and portrayed to you that that was better because you never saw somebody that looked like you. Totally. It's a very, very interesting, but hard thing to talk about because I feel like I always have the best answers to stuff when people ask me questions or like, so what do you think about this? And I'm like, that's a very great question. Let me think about what I think about that because it's hard. But like in terms of besides hair, like take Halloween, mm -hmm. like blackface or mm -hmm. like people dressing up like Pocahontas or whatever and wearing like headdresses. And like, I don't even know what the specific reasons for that for someone's culture is, but I could see why you'd be pissed off if somebody's wearing something that looks well, like... Well, a headdress, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I think that would be... That's a huge issue. Mm -hmm. And blackface. Like, why do you feel like... And I've seen, like, posts and stuff or heard people like, well, they weren't going to know what I was. Well, if you can't have a convincing costume that's convincing enough that for someone to know really who say? you are without painting your face, then you shouldn't be that. Also, don't do that. 
Right. Just, we shouldn't have been doing it like in 1940. We should definitely not be doing it in 2020. Well, and in 1940, it was made to make like stereotypical like commercials and videos mm -hmm. and stuff and like make us look like idiots and mm -hmm. fools and like play around with who we yeah. were as people and humans. I um, saw something that I was telling you about earlier about like appropriating different things and I kind of wanted to know what you thought about it too because we kind of talked about it. That post that I saw that said like the English language is derived from multiple languages and like that numbers are derived from Arabic and like copies from Ethiopia and so it said on there if you believe in appropriation but use these things then you're a hypocrite. And like at the end of the day it all like boils down to colonization, everything just kind of being taken away from people. But I don't really feel like you can appropriate goods. Right. Um, I just, I guess I don't really understand appropriation from like coffee. Right. I mean, I, more like maybe appreciation. Yeah. Um, but not appropriation, I guess. Because you're not taking, I don't know. I don't, that's a good question. I'm not really sure. I feel like I don't know enough about like specifically this like Ethiopian culture for example but I don't know that coffee is necessarily a part of their culture all right guys well do you breaks, have anything else uh, nope I was to say our breaks <laughs> almost over so just to recap uh, I feel like just be mindful of what you're doing if you know that there's something that you want to wear or like just thinking about it now like you I've never seen I mean, I don't say that there's never been a white person, but I've never seen a white person in like traditional African garb or like a dashiki. So why? Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, fucking Nancy Pelosi. I didn't, you know, the whole thing How did with you like feel about kente that? cloth is hard because it is something that's like widely recognized in Africa, but it is also something that a lot of people say were used for like control and used by like, not for control, but used by other cultures, like the cultures that originally originated with Kente Koth had slaves and like different things like that. I feel like from them, especially no, I feel like it wasn't genuine. Right. Which is the problem. And I don't feel like just because you're trying to make some stand for something either that everybody has to do it to prove something. Like if that's something that you're gonna do this one time, for one, I don't even think the kente cloth was hers. Like, I feel like they probably brought that all in and gave that to people. Mm -hmm. And were like, here, wear this and like take this yeah. photo up. And that's kind of the problem with appropriation. Like, you're just doing it to look good for the other culture. Yeah. Or you're just doing it because you like those things and you want to have them so bad. Like, when is there ever a problem with just staying in your own lane? Mm -hmm. And like having what is yours and being able to take what is yours and... Yeah. use what is yours and that's it yeah how i mean like how do you feel about like people asking you is it i've like, had people weird? ask okay. me and i've like is it like uncomfortable like how do you feel i've had people ask me if i think things are appropriation and yeah. i'm like yeah i do think that mm -hmm. yeah or no i don't think that and like but i'll be like i do think that and here's why here's why okay mm -hmm. but mainly it's always with box braids like everybody wants box braids yeah like literally everybody yeah okay. well to leave you guys with the quote to marinate on if you don't understand cultural appropriation imagine working on a project and getting an f and then somebody copies you and gets an a and credit for your work that was good yeah. the picture that was on that it's like a meme and it's 
two white girls and a black girl and the girl in the middle the white girl looks like Iggy Azalea with with braids and so it makes me laugh all the time but that was like the best thing that I could find that really made and I've seen that like five or six times but that really made sense to me because I was like that's good or I saw one that said like imagine you go to a restaurant and you really appreciate the chef and instead of like telling them that you appreciate them and thank them you ask for the recipe and use it and claim it as your own <laughs> i'm like yeah i guess that's the same that's too. also the same thing mm-hmm. very interesting all right guys well i feel better about that Good. i feel like i got through that better yeah. than i thought i would absolutely i've definitely been doing everything i can with my hands right now though this whole time like with this water bottle lid but that's okay all right so We will check back in with you guys again. And uh, remember, all lives can't matter until black lives matter. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to us. Whether it's for a release or to gain more knowledge, we really appreciate you. You can follow me, Martina, on Instagram at the number four, all curl kind. And me, Steph, at Killer Vegan. Follow our podcast on Instagram at the Break Room Podcast PHX. Leave us a review of our episode to help us inspire others. We look forward to dropping more gems next week. Breaks over.